Hello, this is the iHear Design Podcast, your source for interior design and architecture news, interviews, and opinions. I'm Robert Yaminen, your host and chief content director of INS. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and I hope you've had a healthy and happy summer thus far, and ideally enjoyed some time off, perhaps even traveling to your favorite destination. Speaking of travel, it's getting more and more difficult to remember a time before rideshare apps like Uber and Lyft ever existed, essentially putting a taxi service in your back pocket. Airports have designated pickup spots for rideshare customers now, separate from traditional taxi lines, for example, and hotel properties receiving these guests are beginning to feel the impact that this ubiquitous technology is having on the design of their spaces as well. I recently sat down with Shannon Seuss, principal at Seattle-based MG2, to dig deeper into the ways in which ride-sharing apps are forcing hospitality designers to rethink the guest's arrival and departure sequence, as well as the challenges and opportunities that exist for hoteliers to attract the attention of this captive audience. Have a listen. Well, hey, Shannon, it's good to see you. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thanks, Robert. Yeah, exciting, um, fun topic. So we're looking forward to chatting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, um, can you just briefly tell tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do at MG2? Sure. Uh, I'm a principal at MG2. I've been here about five years, but I've got 28 years of international hotel experience. I've done projects all over the world, um, lived in Hawaii. Um, so very some cool. very fun experiences that have really drafted the way I look at how we authentically bring hotel work um, to different locations. Yeah, um, absolutely. But it's, fun, it's a fun industry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, Hawaii sounds great, too. My goodness, I got I to gotta head out there one of these days. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, you mentioned, I mean, today's topic uh, and just to give a little bit of background for our listeners. So um, I had a conversation with one of your colleagues, uh, Tracy Schneider, uh, recently, and we were talking about, you know, just how apps like Uber and Lyft have sort of changed the way guests come and go from hotels these days. Uh, and it was just, it was funny. It was one of those sort of aha moments for me because like it had been r- like right there under my nose. Right. And I never really made the connection to how it might impact the design of hospitality environments specifically. So uh, I really wanted to jump in on this topic. And Tracy suggested you uh, be a guest on the podcast. So I'm so glad you're here. Um, before we get into the I think the specifics of that topic, um, can you talk maybe in a little bit broader sense of how the hospitality industry has been hit by the pandemic and kind of where we are today? Like what Changes have you seen in the design of hotels since then, uh, particularly as it relates to guest arrivals? You know, it's in- interestingly, um, yeah, the hotel market took a big hit, um, but COVID was kind of a blip, and we seem to have moved out of that. And most of the properties we're working with right now are seeing um, 90% occupancies with high rates, um, depending mm-hmm. on where they are. You're definitely seeing more international travelers are now staying local. Um, like I said, I'm working on some properties in Hawaii and, you know, it's hard to even work on them because they're so busy. They don't want to take rooms out to let you work to do the new improvements. So, um, right. but there's, there's a lot of things happening. I think the biggest challenge um, we've been seeing is more, <clears throat> they spent more time in the, um, you know, cleanliness and the rooms are better and they're, you know, they're those kinds of things. But from a hotel operating an arrival sequence, you still need that first impression. You know, you mm. want people to feel like they've arrived somewhere. Um, and depending on the location, uh, they're trying to keep it, you know, enough distance. So we've moved furniture out and things to keep it a little more clear, but that causes new problems because now you've got 
a different clientele that's coming in that, you know, now we need to have seating for more people. So mm, yeah, big challenges. Yeah. Um, we're kind of working through it. But for the most part, it seems like the hotel industry in general is just, you know, roll with the punches kind of group. And we're doing pretty good right now, which is yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's, you know, these ride sharing apps, I mean, obviously, they, they've had a huge impact on the way people think about travel and transportation. I mean, all of us are, you know, you, you get out of the airport and there's, you know, there's you will go here for Uber and Lyft and here for some of the other ones. Um, in what ways do, do you think this sort of tech phenomenon has impacted hotels uh, specifically um, as far as guests coming and going? It's actually pretty big. I think most people don't think of it. Um, there is um, a lot of need for having an area where people can wait for Ubers. Ubers are taking longer to get to you sometimes. I've heard of um, not necessarily hotel um, airport located hotels, but hotels that are outside that used to have airport shuttles, eliminating their shuttles because you can get there faster with an Uber. Um, So I think kind of depending on location, it's definitely changed the way people are arriving, including in in big cities where people don't really bring their cars to and stuff. So there's less taxi lines um, Mm -hmm. and more, you know, Uber wait zones. Um, So we're seeing a lot of amenities that are trying to tie into that or ability to make people feel comfortable while they're waiting for an Uber. Um, Right, right. Yeah. And I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit, what some of those particular amenities are going to be that are must must haves in uh, hospitality properties these days. But uh, you did touch on a little bit earlier some of the challenges that uh, hoteliers are facing as a result of some of these new uh, arrival departure sequences. Um, What else can you um, speak to as far as um, the challenges that they're facing in terms of keeping guests either, um, you know, occupied while they're waiting or maybe covered. I mean, you know, what are some of the situations that they're facing now that um, design needs to address? Um, Really like having an area where you can wait inside and outside and have the visual connection. You know, you're waiting for a certain color car, which is interesting. Um, Never thought in my life that you would just jump into some random stranger's red, you know, Toyota Celica, but now we do. Um, but having um, spaces for that, having uh, locations for like a water stand, you know, to give people the opportunity to hydrate while they're waiting if it's a long term. I've even seen some of the hotels have snack stands, which is impressive. Um, and then like, you know, older hotels, there's one in Hawaii, the Moana Surfrider that has these rocking chairs on a porch, which, you know, never got used, but now it's like everybody waits for their Uber in the rocking chair. So um, it's kind of a new phenomenon of provide more opportunities, undercover locations, try and control the Ubers so that people don't feel like they're, you know, okay, thanks for staying at the hotel. Now go wait on the side for your Uber. Mm. You know, you're, you're still a guest, you know, the hospitality never ends. That's the one thing that we've noticed in hospitality is you will, they will treat you right until you get in the car. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, that's a really good point. That's right. You want to make them feel as their guests the, the whole time so that they're not, you know, kind of relegated to some side of the, of the entryway or the property somewhere over there, you know, some side lot, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what, um, I mean, those are some of the challenges obviously is, is how do you do that? Um, what would you say are some of the opportunities that, um, that hotel properties have to, uh, like maybe better engage with guests, like as they're waiting around the, you know, port co-shares or whatever? Um, you know, like I said, the 
the Moxie had like a snack stand and having a water refreshment stand that maybe doesn't just have water, but maybe coffees and things. Um, free Wi-Fi, the ability to like play a game while you're waiting. The Uber wait, you know, I just had an Uber wait that was 20 minutes, you know, and you basically are sitting there going, okay, now what am I going to do? Do I go back in the hotel or do I stay out here? Do I go, you know, so trying to eliminate those challenges. Um, and I think also like from a, a check in and check out, I've, I've even heard of some of the hoteliers that are allowing, you know, Uber app to allow people to do mobile check in, select their room, get their digital keys. So it's all that speed and efficiency of being able to like, get on to your, you know, your enjoyment of your, why you're going somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's amazing how technology is, is enabling that uh, in different ways. And I imagine, uh, you know, I was, I was just thinking about, um, as you were talking as, as far as like existing, uh, facilities versus like new ones. I mean, obviously if, if you're building a new hotel, you can sort of design these sort of things, these amenities and, and all those kind of things into it. Um, is it how much more challenging is it for existing properties to sort of build in some of these things? I mean, I think you mentioned Wi-Fi. I mean, that, that shouldn't be too difficult. But yeah. as far as seating and shading, I mean, I love the I love the rocking chair, uh, you know, thing, because that seems like a pretty simple fix. But as far as covering and all that, it, do you see it being more difficult for existing properties to try to, um, you know, bring these sorts of amenities in or are there fairly easy ways to do it? It depends on the property, um, mm -hmm. but we also are seeing we've had a couple of actual um, design opportunities where we're actually just looking at redoing their port cashier and their arrival experience and providing um, more seating areas, um, more car lanes. So you're undercover more. Um, mm -hmm. And one property, they even gave up one of their front rooms. And one of our challenges was to try and move their retails up to the front, which allowed people to have that last minute ditch. Uh, do I want something? I did want that sweater, you know, and mm. go back in. And it, it's a little bit of that, you know, 20 minute delay problem is if you move amenities within the spaces that you have, maybe there's an opportunity to give more of that last minute window shopping um, experience. Um provide a different seating area, um, things like that. Um, you know, a lot of properties have had like departure lounges for the resorts. We don't see a lot of that in the newer, you know, some of the newer uh, urban sites. Um, but mm. that seems to be a thing that keeps coming up is, you know, can we have a departures lounge? Is there a, is there a technology question of how do we see what's happening outside? Or is there a way to even enhanced technology to give people the opportunity to know like my car is within two feet of the place or it has arrived without you having mm. to stand outside and watch for it, you know? Right. So right. I think there's um, a lot of great opportunities and some new challenges. And we're definitely seeing more requests from existing properties to say, you know, what can we do? Because we do, we do not want the people to feel like they're stuck or, you know, there isn't a place to wait or, you you know, you have a bunch of people standing in there in the way of the people mm -hmm. trying to arrive. It just kills both people's, you know, environment. Right. So, yeah, yeah, definitely keeping that that um, flow of traffic in and out smoother. Right. And more intentional, I would imagine if maybe it's a good yeah. word. But yeah. Well, what other considerations do you think designers need to be keeping in mind when they're thinking about the hospitality experience today overall, whether it's that entry, you know, the arrival um, departure or just kind of what, what you're seeing overall in the industry right now? 
Well, you know, I, I was taught when I started doing hospitality that you basically, and it, and I worked for a large firm that did um, international resorts, you know, the fun stuff. And you only had 60 seconds to make an impression on people, you know, and remembering that you also have that 60 seconds of departure. Um, so really the, the first impression, the whole, how you come up to the property is really about the, the front door, the arrival sequence, how you're greeted, the welcoming aspect of it. So I think there's just a lot of opportunities as we move forward of bringing that aspect into how you do all of your work. And I think a big one that we've been seeing is um, properties not just uh, identifying that there's the tourist people that are coming. So one thing in this whole um, pandemic thing is you brought a lot of locals back to hotels, you know, people who live in the city who now go for staycations only, you know, literally, you know, two miles away because it's a nice hotel. It has a good experience. So, right. you know, we just finished a property here in Seattle um, at the Fairmont that the whole aspect was to bring the community back. You know, right. they were playing for their typical regular guests that they wanted, but there was also the opportunity to bring the community, the local um, and, and create a space that was welcoming to them and didn't feel like they were in a hotel, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think we've, we've seen a lot of changes in how we even look at the lobby spaces, um, the amenities, what you offer, um, you know, more bars even, or a different kind of environments because like lobbies are no longer just a space for waiting for guests or waiting for your your next transportation and things. It's become a right. space, you know, and you want people to use it. So if right. more hotels would lean in that way, I think you'd have a lot more successful uh, creative spaces, especially with the newer generation. You know, they, they want some reason why to come off their phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, I can say that because I have a lot of gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And, and those Instagrammable moments, right? I mean, if they are on their phone, they're like, Hey, check out this lobby around me that I'm in, or this, you know, fantastic hotel, this bar, you know, like how cool is this? And, you know, and, uh, yeah, and I say that, but you know, like even my 83 year old grandmother is, you know, she Instagrams and she sends me <laughs> folks pictures and that Instagram moment, you might not know how to post it every time, but, right, you know, right. it's it's creating those um, lasting impressions mm -hmm. that make people want to come back, even if you're like, oh, well, you know, I live here, but I'll still go back to that hotel because it had that really cool lounge, you know, or mm -hmm. there was some special feature. Yeah, yeah. And even the uh, kind of localization mm -hmm. trend that I've, you know, that I've talked to some designers about of just making it a real authentic experience to that yep. locale of where they are. And, and and to the point where even, like you said, the, the locals kind of come in and there's something really unique here and it's a great experience. And it's just more than, right, like checking into a hotel. I just need a room for the night. It just becomes something um, that is inviting, right? Yeah, I think that's the the authenticity of the space and the location, you know. I think that's yeah. the key to most of what we're doing. And I, I keep hearing it over and over again, which I think is phenomenal. But, you know, like you do, you don't want to go to a hotel in Chicago and feel like you're in Hawaii. That's just, mm -hmm. you know, so we've always done that. But now it seems to be even more, you know, you want to appeal to um, the locale as well and not mm -hmm. be. Um, we, we have these funny things where we are in the Pacific Northwest up in Seattle. That's where I um, live currently. And you get outside uh, designers that come in and they're like, well, the Pacific Northwest people like trees. 
It's like, mm. yeah, but that doesn't mean we want everything designed like a tree, you know? Right. So <laughs> understand your locale really is the key to, yeah. you know, creating these amazing spaces. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it all and it all starts, you know, at the arrival, like right? like when they show up, like yep. you said, that for that first sixty seconds. So, yeah. well, great. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing your insights with us, Shannon. Um, thank you again for being here on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, for our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. And if you haven't already, uh, please subscribe to the I Heard Design podcast and tell your friends and colleagues about it. And as always, be well, everyone. Mm-hmm.